Hi, this is Bimi Shavery, and I am here with your daily dose of energy slash weekend edition astrological aspects for the remaining of April 2020. And we are in a very interesting, very interesting time, much not any different than last week. I mean, it's all interesting, but there is a lot of important things that are happening. Venus has officially stationed in its pre-shadow period for retrograde, which is very important. Um, but it doesn't officially go in retrograde until May. So I'm not going to talk much about May's astrological aspects because it is already a lot to take in with what I'm needing to um, explain to you guys with April, the remaining of April. Now, as you guys know, at the beginning of April, I did give you guys an overview of what the astrological um, aspects would be. However, I feel that it is necessary um, for me to two weeks later, give you guys a little bit more of um, an overview of what is currently occurring transit wise, because I do feel that there is um, there is this this energy. And I with the Libra full moon, I definitely felt I feel it now, but I didn't on the day of and I could feel it coming into play a couple days before. However, I can tell you that it is definitely um, one of these energies that is affecting our relationships, really like it's no joke. It is really affecting our relationships. It is really affecting what we need from our relationships, what we are realizing we don't have. And we are really, it's going to put us in this very interesting, isolated space. And with Mercury entering into Gemini, um, I'm sorry, that Mercury enters into Gemini in May. Mercury is currently entering into Aries today, April the 11th. So it is a lot of different mixed up communication, a lot of fiery communication, a lot of things that are occurring that are definitely causing us to be in a space of a loner, almost like you feel like you are left out. You are by yourself. No one cares about you. No one is tuning into you. And we are having this urge to be uh, connected. This is a moment where we're feeling how this isolated by um, force, this uh, incubation by force is causing us to really feel like we are by ourselves, especially for the people who are not in relationships and you are um, someone like myself. I live by myself, my family, I talk to my family every day, but they are not here with me. Um, They have their own families, they have their own lives. And so you are in this bubble by yourself and you have this desire to be reached out to this desire to be loved on this desire to be hugged and cuddled at the same time you are embracing the moment of isolation but it is definitely uncomfortable we are entering into this phase where we're trying to figure out how to keep ourselves busy in the midst of this new normal and for me personally um, this, when I feel myself yesterday was a really emotional, it wasn't really emotional. It didn't get really emotional towards the end, but also it could be because this is the full week, uh, full moon week, but also, um, ladies, you know, when, when it's menstrual time, we, we definitely feel those, um, different pheromones and hormones doing their own thing. However, I think that had a lot to do with it, but also it's the, um, 
the ability to be present with yourself can also feel very lonely because you are present with yourself, but then the reality of being alone really kicks in. And I'm not a person who needs to be up under people. I'm not a person who um, just has to be with someone. I'm not that girl, but I do feel as though I'm, I'm going into this phase of my life where I am thinking more about partnership. I am thinking more about um, what is going to happen if I don't have a partner to go through times like this with, even though I'm not lonely, even though I have support as far as, um, you know, your friendships and your tribe and you have all of that, you still, the reality is when you are in your home and you're forced to be in a space of isolation for an unprecedented amount of time, you get to thinking that how is it that I'm going to create this ability to be comfortable in the silence when I have a desire to be connected to the outer world, you know, or someone who can um, balance out that moment of isolation. So we are definitely in a different space. We're definitely in a time where it is difficult. It is uncomfortable. It makes you feel as though you are um, by yourself. But again, it has a lot to do with the energy that we are in, that we are currently being, um, you know, gushed into in a sense. We yesterday was Good Friday, which as we got, as you guys know, is in preparation is the Friday prior to Easter. And for those of you who celebrate Easter, you typically Easter is a day you get dressed up, you go to church, you go with the family, you eat, you enjoy your family. You just have a good time with your family in celebration in the name of whatever religion, whatever practice, whatever it is that you believe. And so at a time like this, you're forced to be disconnected in holidays. You're, you're forced to, okay, this is the first major holiday where we're going to have to be isolated. And what happens when it is Memorial Day weekend? That's a weekend where it's a long weekend and people have all this time and people have all of these things to do, but we are in a new reality where it is not possible to just turn up and just have a lot of people around you. It just isn't plausible right now, plausible right now. So it is important for us to keep in mind that we are shifting into a new normal, but it's also bringing us in awareness and of an importance of what it is that we truly want going forward. Now, I'm not saying that the new normal is ever going to come. Now, our new normal, I'm no, no. I am not saying that we're ever going to return to what we perceive the normal to be. Our new normal is absolutely on its way, but it is going to take time to adjust to the difference. Now, I'm not saying that we won't go back to some parts of our previous normalities. That is, that's not what I'm saying. It is going to take time for us to completely shift into this new paradigm of what is important. And then some, some people are going to go back to that way of thinking as soon as the world shifts back and they're going to realize that they're out of place because the world is continually going to be shifting in this direction that we are forced into now. And what this time is teaching us most importantly is that it is necessary. It is so very necessary for us to create a 
balance. We're needing that comfort. We're needing that interconnectedness, but we're also needing to be able to connect with the outer world in a way that does make us feel whole. As you can find, we as independent as you may be, as interdependent as you may be, as cool as you may be as being a self-proclaimed self-made individual, you are going to find that there are still aspects of yourself that are not going to be completed by yourself alone. You do have to have that balance of partnership, that balance of connection, that balance of a sustainable relationship or relating to something outside of yourself to complete the totality of who you are and the life that you live. And that is just reality. And so as we are entering into this new phase, as I stated to you guys, Venus is in pre-shadow um, for retrograde. It doesn't go into retrograde until May, but however, um, it is currently in its pre-shadow phase. Today, Mercury has officially gone into Aries. Now, what does that mean? Okay. We know that we are in the midst of Aries season. Okay. Aries season is all about fire. It's all about going after what it is you want. It's all about fast communication um, in, in a way that is putting that fire up under you in a sense, right? Mercury is the planet that rules all things communication. So if Mercury is entering into a very fast paced energy such as Aries, we do know, even though we are still in the midst of this Libra full moon, super moon, we will be under that energy for a while in the midst of all the other planetary things that are going on. Just take into account the additional alignments that are taking place with this. When I mention, let me sidebar. When I am mentioning other placements, it does not negate or discount the previous placements. We are still under that influence. The reason I am explaining to you the different aspects and as it shifts is because just like our moods, just like our energy, just like the moon, we all are going to shift intellectually, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. It all works together. So it's very important that I explained to you guys that just because we are under, let's say, um, for instance, Saturn is going to retrograde in Aquarius in May. Okay. We're still under the energy of Saturn being in Capricorn. Okay. So we have to understand that that influence doesn't just go away because it switches the sign that it connects with. It's still very potent energy. It is in condition. It is in addition to the current conditions we are in. So it's going to help you understand if your energy is shifting, if you're feeling a different type of way, these planets and the shifting affects people in totally different ways. And so it's important to know the different aspects that play a key part. And because there are so many asteroids, so many planets, so many different things that take to take into account with these shifts, it is also very important to understand that every single planet, depending on your zodiac sign, depending on your astrological placements, depending on where you are in life, all of these things are going to affect you differently. Because for instance, I am a part, I am a cancer sign, right? Sun sign, I'm a triple cancerian with a rising in Pisces. However, when the moon, the moon is what I'm ruled by. So based on my rising, based on my moon sign, right? Which is cancer. So 
I am in a space where the moon affects me triple the time. It, tr it definitely penetrates differently because I'm so interconnected to it. The way uh, my energy shifts, the way my emotions flow, the way I'm able to dig deep and in tune and nurture and all of these things are playing a huge part in one of the major aspects that control most of my total being, which is the moon. So when I speak about different, some some signs are ruled by Mercury. Um, Uranus rules Aquarius. So there are so many different aspects that play a part in your being and your energy. And depending on what that is currently in the moment, it can affect you going forward. So it's very important that when I am explaining these things to you, it doesn't discount or negate what's already occurring. It just adds to what already is taking place until that planet's energy has subsided altogether. Okay. Now, as I stated to you guys, Mercury has entered into a, into Aries. Now, Aries, as we know, is a very fiery um, cardinal energy. It takes lead. It takes control. It goes forward. It doesn't hesitate. It sometimes doesn't think about what it's doing prior to it taking action because it's all about getting it done. Cardinal energy is all about getting it done. We have a uh, cardinal energy such as Libra, um, uh, Libra, Cancer, Aries. That's all cardinal energy. Okay. So it's all about taking the lead, taking the control. We are the ones that's going to make the decisions and go for it. We're not going to wait. We're not, we don't have time to sit on it. Uh, Aries fire sign is very much. So just like that times, whatever number you want to put it to Mercury. We just came out of Mercury being in retrograde in February, March. So we are now with Mercury going, Mercury has gone direct, been direct for almost a month now, and now it is switching signs. It is going into Aries. So Mercury is the planet that rules all things communication, telecommunications, uh, verbal communication, sexual uh, communication, the way you communicate with your body language, the way you communicate in any faucet of your life ruled by Mercury. Okay. So now that Mercury is direct, it's not retrograde. Retrograde is when it takes a huge, slow stopping point and it appears to be moving backwards so that you can revisit, replenish, recover, go back into a review, whatever it is that that planet is asking you to go and to do. Right. So now we're in Mercury, which is now in Aries. And so you're now less concerned about the overall viewpoints and explanations. You're more concerned with what's the decision. And much like what's going on currently in our climate, let me drink something. Much like what's going on in our current climate, we're at this place where it's like, okay, people are very antsy. People are wanting to move forward. How do we get past us being on pause? How do we move forward? What, what, when can everything go back to normal? And as beautiful as that ambition is, the reality is moving forward too quickly can cause you more pain, cause you more setback and more distress than doing it right the first time. So we are in a space, sorry, we are in a space where people are absolutely less concerned with the intricate details. They're not paying attention to the intricate details. They're overlooking the intricate details and people are wanting to fast forward quickly. 
Now, your thoughts, is as your thoughts and your ideas are really going, you know, they're coming and they're going fast and you're speaking more optimistically and spontaneously. And this is directly going to show you the influence of Mercury in Aries because as, as, as assertive as Aries is, it is really about doing things, taking the lead in things, but it also wants it to be done right. But oftentimes it doesn't pay attention to the small details. So when you miss out on the small details, you definitely can mess up the big picture because it's the small details that make the big picture work. So in this energy, you could be more quick-witted, more observant, more sharp, or um, coming up with new inventive ideas, you know, really, really, really feeling a competitive type of spirit because you're wanting to get it done and wanting to get it done first and quickly and right now. And it's a good time to channel that type of energy into the preparation, right? Go forward with writing, go forward with speaking um, and debating as you want to with your own ideas, but in a way that is beneficial to you as well as collectively, not just doing what you want to do that benefits you. This is not just on a global. This is speaking about in your homes when it comes to making decisions are the decisions that you are making beneficial to everyone or just you. If you're so quick to go forward and decide, I'm going to take all my money out of this account and we are going to do X, Y, and Z. Okay, but how does taking all that money out of the account affect everyone else who's dependent on that account as well? How how are the decisions that you're making going to benefit or going to hurt or delay any situations that are coming up in the future? You have to be in a space where you're able to really think about that and be very, very, very mindful that during this time, you could be overly enthusiastic and, and you have too much enthusiasm. You know, you could just really be too optimistic about what it is. And it just really on a logical sense doesn't make sense. And I'm not saying to always operate our logics. You know, I'm a person who definitely listens to my spirit, but it's very also very important that you understand the importance of utilizing all of your senses to make any important decisions when it comes to the era that we are coming into now. So be very mindful in communication that can be very sarcastic. Um, it can be over exaggerated. It could be extra dramatic. It could just be a whole lot of extra. Okay. Venus is in very close conjunction with Mercury at the moment prior to it going into its retrograde next month. So Venus again is a planet, a planet that is Venetian energy. It's all about sensuality, all about love, all about boldness. It's all about expression. It's all about aesthetics. It's all about the beauty of whatever it is that it is attached to. But it's also going to give this very fiery energy that Mercury is currently in a very emotionally attuned, empathetic type of aura to the communication. So it's going to allow it to be less sharp, um, less assertive, more of a mix opposed to all to the left, all to the right. It's going to be a beautiful balance that is going to allow you to be able um, to tap into during this time. So as Mercury is entering into Aries today, it's going to remain in Aries until 
um, it enters into Gemini next month on the 11th. Okay, so it's going to stay here for um, 30 days and then it's going to go into Gemini, which is a total different. It's an air energy. So that's a whole nother energy. That's a whole nother beautiful, beautiful, different, uh, <laughs> different little type of energy. And then one of the next things that we have coming up, in addition to Mercury going into Aries on today, we have Pluto um, in Capricorn on the 25th. Pluto is going to go retrograde. Now, let me drink something. <sighs> Breathe. Okay. So taking into account the energy we're already in. At the beginning of the year, we had the Saturn and Pluto conjunction in Capricorn, which has absolutely kicked off this year easy this year's events. Everything that is occurring is basically a huge aspect of these two planets coming together in Capricorn. So with all the dismantlement that is currently in process, all of the things, remember Pluto is a planet that is about rebirth, transformation, and soul penetrated change. So anything it is in, it is going to uproot on a deep level. Capricorn is a very fixed sign, earth sign, and it is all about order. It is all about making sure things make sense when it comes to the practical, logical, analytical parts of your life with finances, relationships. It does not think about the emotion of it. Cancer and Capricorn are polar opposites of the astrology zodiac. They are deemed the mother and father of the zodiac. Okay. So you have Capricorn that is very iron fist, right? And you have Pluto that has gone into Capricorn with Saturn. We are still in that energy. Okay. Now Pluto decides, all right, I've done enough of the weed pulling up. I pulled up a lot of weeds. I have, you know, let's see how far, let's review what I've already dug up. Let's, let me go and let me look at all of the damage or the reconstruction I have started. So this is where Pluto is going to allow you a little bit of breathing. It's going to allow you not easy penetration at all, but it's giving you a rest from its continual, slow, punctual, potent, tugging, pulling up of energy. It's no longer digging up new things to expose. It's no longer going in to deeply uproot your uh, core in any other, any other way right now. It is currently going to be in a space where it is allowing things to slow down so that it can review the damage. Okay. So Pluto is retrograding in regular cycle, which happens and it lasts about five months in the year, which is a longer, again, Pluto's a very slow moving planet. So when it retrogrades, it normally stays retrograde for a little while, which is, I mean, that's just okay. Whatever. It's Pluto. Pluto's very slow. 
So it's going to last five months. Now, as with all the planets, it's going to cause less concern than the rare inner planet retrogrades. This is considered an outer planet, which means it does the foundation work. It's doing the out um, ground work. So when it is being in retrograde, it doesn't cause as much of a stir up and turmoil as it does if Mercury goes retrograde, right? So Pluto is going to cause a little bit less concern, but when Pluto goes retrograde, it is giving us the opportunity again to reflect on our progress for the current process we are on of transformation and change. Now, it is very interesting that Pluto and Saturn right now are very close, right? It's very close in degree, meaning it is, it's not too far away from each other. So it's conjunction effects are already in process. You're already feeling this. This is prior to the conjunction of Saturn. Um, this is already, you know, after Saturn and Pluto has already come conjunct in January. So when Pluto, when um, Pluto, <laughs> when Pluto and Saturn are, when this happens, when they are together, the energy is very, very, very dense, very, very very, very tight, very, very, very powerful and potent because they are two powerful planets that are absolutely different, but they ha they carry a huge impact. So when they are very close, the filtering aspect of Saturn becomes even more demanding and discerning. Now, Saturn is the planet of discipline, order, authority, structure, um, and it dismantles anything it does not like, right? It's going to redo it. it. That's what it's about. It's it's discipline. It's about order. It's about coming up with a plan, a structure, authority, following rules. And Pluto is coming in to remove any of those structures, any of those uh, processes, any of that discipline that is more painful or harmful to the overall transformation and rebirth and evolution of self. And so together it's like a, a battle, right? They're in battle. And then again, they're matched with Capricorn. So, so when anything else is in effect, this is a very uh, intense time because you have the one planet that is taking a rest on all of the things that it's already uprooted, all of the things that's already began to restructure. And then you have another planet that's coming in and saying, okay, but I need to be more discerning or I need to pay more attention to, or I need this to have more structure than it is having right now. Right now, things are out of order and Saturn does not like things out of order. That's why Saturn likes Capricorn so much because Saturn being in Capricorn is a compliment opposed to Saturn being in uh, Cancer. Right. Because cancer is all about nurturing and love and, and all of these things. It is about order. It's all about, you know, um, the substance of something. But the way it approaches it is totally different. Capricorn is all about the hard ruling fist of discipline and order and all of that. Right. So Pluto is going to connect and make all things absolute. 
final, right? So it's like a, when it's meeting with Saturn, it is like, okay, it's either going to be absolute greatness, absolute peace, absolute um, uh, beauty, or it's going to be absolute darkness, absolute chaos, absolute hot ass mess. And so <laughs> it's trying to find a balance in between the duality of that. So that is what is occurring in Pluto with Pluto on the 25th. Now, remember on the 19th, Taurus season begins. Now, as we're entering into Taurus season, I will do you guys a Taurus season overview. I kind of already did, but Taurus is definitely a grounded energy. It's grounded. It is all about, um, it loves how things, um, it loves the way things appear aesthetically. It is all about making sure it makes sense. It is all about um, the way things look. It is all about how things feel. It, that, that's what it focuses on, okay? And so when you have entering into Taurus season out of this fiery energy, you're going into a more... Um, you're going into a more balanced, grounded, sensual, receptive type of energy, right? It is, it is mostly, um, either defending something or resisting something. It is all about how is this going to make me feel good? How is this going to, how does this, you know, make me look externally, you know, it, that matters to Taurus. So when you're going through Taurus, um, it's think of it as a plant when you are rooting a plant, right? You, you have to make sure that the foundation it is laying in is strong, potent. Um, it has the right climate surrounding it. All of these things. Taurus is a very, um, fruitful energy because on a grounded level, it is all about creating a structure that is penetrating so that whatever grows from it is fruitful. Okay. Um, it's a very loyal type of energy. It's, um, all about the long term. It is not about fast paced. It doesn't want to be, um, anything rushed. It is all about taking this time, savoring whatever the moment is of it. So uh, on the bad side, that could be very possessive. That could be very controlling. So as we're entering into Taurus season and you have all these other planets doing their thing, we're going into Taurus season and then you can be met with a little bit of stubbornness, a little bit of uh, bullheadedness and possessiveness and wanting to control because you're feeling more determined. You're feeling more um, reliable. And even though you're very, uh, Taurus is very patient, um, it can definitely battle with an Aries coming up out of this Aries energy because Aries is all about impulsiveness, all about going forward. It doesn't like the delay of things. And so there is going to be a, a little bit of a tug of war, but we've kind of been in this energy for a, about a month or so. So you're going to have a better idea of what you need possession wise, what it is that you are wanting material wise and understanding if that is something that has been dominating your life or is that something that you have been allowing to cultivate over time. So we're definitely going to be entering into a very, um, a slower energy, but it's definitely not just a slow surface. It's definitely deeply penetrating. And on the negative, it could 
be something that causes you to be very lazy. It could cause you to be stagnant. You could get, and that's not hard in this type of energy. It can cause us to be very delayed, very like not really having a lot of ambition because we're coming out of this very fiery energy. You just want to rest, which is necessary, but also um, not allowing it to consume you in a way that you lose yourself in the midst of stagnation. Right? It's not about planning, planning something else or doing something else or jumping into something else. It is about penetrating what you already have, reviewing what you already have, utilizing the tools you have to cultivate it and moving forward at a pace that is comfortable for you. Um, don't be too judgmental. Don't come off too conservative that it forces you to be stuck in your thoughts, in your way of living, in your way of doing things. And that could be very difficult in this type of energy. You can feel like, I don't want to change how I view things. I don't want to change how I operate. But that's going to cause a little bit of a battle because we are going into, again, the age of Aquarius, where it is about community. It is about making sure you are whole and making sure you are good, but also not just for the betterment of you, but those that are connected to you on a greater scheme of things, okay? So, um, doesn't mean that you lax on your morals. It doesn't mean that you lax on anything that you desire, but it's about creating a balance of it so that you're not overindulging. You're not overeating. You're not over drinking. You're not overly, uh, sexualizing yourself. You're not using one form of your senses more so to compensate for areas where you're lacking in other words. Okay. And so that is on the 19th. So, so far we have Mercury entering into Aries today, April 11th. We have um, Taurus season beginning on the 19th. We have Pluto going retrograde on the 25th. We have Venus that is in its pre-shadow period currently, which actually goes direct in May. And the last very most important aspect of April is April 22nd's new moon in Taurus. So 22nd, 23rd, depending on where you are um, planetary wise or in the hemisphere, rather not planetary wise, but where you are depends on when this new moon will fall in your um, where you are in life or where you are in the world. So let me drink something. Okay. So the Taurus new moon, new moons are all about new beginnings. They're all about do overs. They're all about replenishments. They're all about just starting anew because the full moon is all about releasing. We just have powerful, powerful super moon in Libra, which is all about balancing the scales, creating an, an understanding and a balance of order that is both fruitful and it also nurtures equally, right? So we are entering into a phase of new moons, new beginnings, and it is in Taurus at the beginning of Taurus season. Again, Taurus is all about groundedness. It's all about creating uh, the beauty of and utilizing its senses to maximize the potential of. And so this new moon is definitely going to bring a aspect of sudden and unexpected changes. Okay. Because it is joined by Uranus, which is again, that's that Aquarian energy, but Uranus is the planet that is all about change. It is all about determination. It is all about, um, 
it's just this potency to it that causes a person to change and go after change in a more powerful way. It is about unorthodox. It is all about being unrestricted. It is all about creating a outpour and overpour of action. And then you have uh, Saturn, which is going to be freshly into the sign of Aquarius. Saturn is not going retrograde yet. It is still in Aquarius. We're still under that Saturn and Aquarius energy going into the new age of Aquarius. Remember in December when Saturn officially places itself in Aquarius permanently will be in Aquarius for the next few years. And so the energy that we are feeling under this um, Saturn and Aquarius type of uh, climate is something that we are preparing ourselves for what is to come. Now, with all of this connecting, we have the new moon in Taurus, freshly in Taurus season. We have Uranus that is square in Saturn, newly in Aquarius. This is going to bring a very aggressive, impulsive energy that is going to make it very, very, very important that you act responsibly, that you are very cautious, patient, and making sense of the decisions that you are making because there are going to be even more even more potent shifts potent changes unexpected uh, hurdles that are thrown and these hurdles can be both beneficial and or they can be something that delays you and where it is that you thought you're trying to go now this is definitely going to affect us on a global environmental scale because we already see what Saturn and Pluto conjunct is doing and have began doing since January. We already see this. So it's not going to change the aspect. It's only going to intensify them. So they are going to be, there's going to be an even more necessary order of how it is resolved, how things are, um, how the structures are being created in practical ways, but that are both innovative and that are productive to the overall outcome. This Taurus new moon is going to exhibit a uh, an energy of determination. You're going to want to fulfill plans. You're going to want to create plans. You're going to want to create a structure that actually works no matter what the obstacles that are standing in our way previously. You're going to want to see yourself achieve them and push forward. And that's great. But just be mindful that the decisions in the order of what you are deciding on is something that is truly beneficial to you going forward. Don't make an impulsive decision that is going to end up harming you in the long run. Now, Uranus, again, is a very potent, powerful lightning bolt type of (laughs) energy, and it is definitely going to represent power is definitely going to come in and cause a a dislodging in a sense between anything that is stuck or in the way of progress. Anything that is causing something to not move forward, Uranus energy is going to come in and create a dagger in that particular aspect, which is going to not only 
uh, be a good thing, but it can also be a destructive thing depending on what that is, that it is dismantling in the moment. If we're already in the midst of chaos and something else comes in and creates more chaos, um, it's not going to be a great thing, but it's not something that you can't work through because of all of the other aspects that are taking place. So it could be in relationships. It could be on a practical sense in your job, in your career. It could be in your overall, just life in general. However, that is, it can definitely be a time where you're needing to be very, very, very careful on how you approach and the energy that you're putting out because if it backfires, it can destroy you. Okay. This can help you to move past whatever has helped you to be stagnant or forced you into stagnation, or it could cause you to be further in a place where you're having to continually rebuild even more so because of the actions that you took weren't something that was really suitable for the situation that you were facing. You could feel restricted. You may feel weighed down because of the limitations, routines and responsibilities. You can, again, feel very isolated, lonely, and that can start you to thinking very negatively, um, pessimistic wise. And you may be feeling a sense of sadness overtake you, but know that it is just a moment. It is not where you need to stay. You can face extra criticism. You could be very critical of yourself or you could be very critical of others. You could be critical of how things are being handled, critical of your boss, critical of your relationship, critical of your children, just problems with authority because of all of the loss and disappointment that you feel that you are experiencing. So it's very important to be mindful of the energy that is coming in so that you can kind of tackle um tackle it in a way that is is more beneficial again now this is not the time to resist any type of change but it's also not a time to make abrupt changes and overreact in ways that are really not thought out you need to be really 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 um patient and create a step-by-step or follow a step-by-step approach so that you're able to see the small details because missing of a small detail in the midst of this time is not very beneficial to you going forward. Um, This is going to encourage different uh, self-awareness. It's going to assist you and make you be more focused on the personal hygiene of self, your self-care routines, how you are Having how you have created and walked in these continual bad habits and they have caused more, uh, again, destruction. Okay, this is going to all be coming up into awareness. So it's important to take responsibility for vulnerability that you feel, accept the vulnerability that you feel, be open to other people's vulnerability, friends, neighbors, family. Um, There's so much change coming in and it is going to not be. Um, something that you can control. But again, understand that you don't always have to lose everything to gain the world. You don't always have to lose everything to gain what you deserve and desire. You are definitely creating a new foundation. There's new essentials being built. There are new proteins and new nutrients that are being poured into your foundation. And so don't discount what is happening as something that is a presumed loss utilize it to your betterment and know that it's really helping you for what is ahead. Okay. Um, 
Anything that's not necessity, anything that's not essential to your growth, anything that is not helping you to be a better version of yourself, this is a beautiful time to let it go. This is a beautiful time to release the restraints of that. Release anything that does not show you the value or the need for it. Let it go. This is a very strong vibration of energy and it's going to make the change and the uh, things that are occurring in our life something very, very, very potent and it's important. So again, there is a lot of stuff happening within this climate. There is a lot of different changes. There are a lot of different shifts that have already began happening in April. And we're only two weeks in April. We haven't even gotten to the middle of April yet. These are the aspects that have are that will be starting as of this week, April 11th, which is today. Mercury has officially gone into Aries. And then we're going to be going into Taurus season on the 19th. And then we're going to have the Pluto uh, retrograde, then Mercury going into Taurus. Um, after of course the new moon that is occurring in Taurus as well. So we have a lot of beautiful things happening, but it is deep penetrating energy It's very, very important that you pay attention. I would use this time to do a lot of journaling, do a lot of, uh, preparation of self, take this time out to create a new reality for yourself, a new normal. This is very important. This is very beautiful. This is something that you need so that you are able to truly be able to move forward in a way that really does make you an overall better human being. Okay. So I just wanted to give you guys the overview of what is happening, what is occurring um, within this month, some things to be mindful of. And I hope that it is beneficial and it assists you as you are navigating through these transits. I will be posting a, a an intuitive energy uh, dose for you guys for tomorrow, um, Easter Sunday. I'll probably uh, post it for today so that you have it for Easter Sunday because Easter Sunday, I am going to utilize this time to just be present with uh, my loved ones as much as I can from afar. Okay. And I, I encourage you guys to do the same in preparation for what is to come this week. Okay. So I love your freaking souls. Thank you guys so much for all of your support, all of your encouragement, all of your, um, consistent ability to remain a uh, part of the tribe. Like you guys are really, really, really beautiful, beautiful souls. And you must know that none of this that's happening is here to hurt us. It's all to help us become better. Be very mindful. Be very cautious of your, your health. Be very careful that you are eating things that are building up your immune system that are helping you to retain the energy that you're needing, as well as bringing you a sense of relief, knowing that you are safe in the midst of the chaos that is occurring. I'm praying for you guys. You all are in my spirits and please don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have any questions or if there's anything that I can assist you with, um, I will do my best to help you. Okay. So this has been your weekend edition astrology aspects for the remaining of April. And I will talk with you guys later. Bye.